0: You're listening to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, brought to you by Phil Better Inc. If you want to take your podcast to the next level, make sure you book your free 15 minute call with Phil Better, the podcast mogul, at www.fillbetterinc.com. Welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with most Phil Better, and today I am happy to have Misha been On the podcast, an amazing entrepreneur that helps entrepreneurs transition from nine to five to being a f- their own boss. So, Misha, welcome to the show. Please introduce yourself a little more. Give us a bit about a, a bit about you.
1: Hi Phil, it's a pleasure to be here. So, you know, I in the past I spent. Several decades uh, working in corporate America. I was a partner in one of the major big four management consulting firms. And I've been in my own inquiry about life and how to make my career meaningful and fulfilling for most of my career. And, you know, I started with. Two-year jobs out of college that I, that I thought that next job will bring me, that thing that I was looking for. Then I took a year off that, that, that I thought I will discover my passion and in quotation marks. And then I worked with one company for 15 years and became successful, became a partner. And even when I became a partner, it felt like I was wasting my life away. You know, there was something really profoundly missing. And so I um, followed my entrepreneurial leap, you know, and I uh, I knew, always knew that I wanted to be in education and education and professional development or, or personal development was of huge interest of me. And I started a, an, you know, an educational company for retirees. I thought I would provide programs for retirees. And then when I started working with amazing teachers and we started providing the programs, I realized Hmm, I think they're relevant, not just for retirees. So I created a different brand. And uh, so I created a different company where I, we were providing programs uh, on the topics of health, well-being, and consciousness. And because I've been surrounded by so many teachers, one morning I woke up. And suddenly I had the answer to how come I wasn't fulfilled in my career. And that was the birth of the career leap method, And since then, I've been teaching, I've been speaking, I've been guiding uh, mid-career professionals, I've been guiding students. I just kicked off my first group student programs because I thought it's like when you're in high school, that's the right time to start asking yourself certain questions. Uh, So I've been teaching people how to find their meaningful, fulfilling careers, whether it's within another Business in other industry, maybe it's within a different company, whether it's starting your own business, that's what I do.
0: So, you're the entrepreneurial teacher, is what you're saying.
1: I am, I call myself a career educator and entrepreneur.
0: All right. Now I have the title of my episode, The Career Educator. I love that. Um, so, just making sure here, uh, everything's can find on my end yeah it is okay sorry about that um so you thought like most people growing up uh were probably in the wrong the same age range not more than a decade between us of difference that the job the career you know working for one of the big businesses would be the be all end all like that would be our we would be the life you know like we always promise you if you work for a big company you know get a good job you'll have the life you want and it'll be like mom and dad's and uh we're finding our generation i would say is finding that that's not too much being true being happy when you work is the most thing and so it took you about 15 years to figure out that you needed to kick the bucket
1: well nobody's counting but you know (laughs) a few a few more years
0: (laughs) well it's about the same for me it took me about 20 years to figure out that no I have to be my own boss and um what were some of maybe the trials that you you faced when you first jumped into being an entrepreneur
1: well I would say so as a part of my method and I'll I'll share you know I um I teach people how to develop their own unique career criteria. So how to create a criteria that will help them measure and evaluate opportunities, whether industries, whether organizations, whether business ideas, how do you evaluate? Whether that's, And that's one thing in our educational system. Like we are taught so many things, a lot of things that we know upfront that we're never going to use in life. And what we are not taught is, how do we make career choices? How do we pursue uh, things that are right for us? So one of, you know, a big part of my methodology is, you know, for people to understand what uh, drives their sense of meaning and fulfillment, what are the ingredients for their success, What motivates them? You know, what is their motivation mechanism and what is their interpersonal profile? What are their non-negotiables? So that's all becomes a criteria. So one of the conversations that I have with my students is about being entrepreneur and what would it take, like what types of qualities or what types or ingredients you need to become an entrepreneur. And a big piece of it is how people are motivated. So in my methodology, there are three types of major types of motivation. So some people are motivated by outcomes, some people are motivated by the process, and some people mo- mo- motivated by connection. So the outcome driven, like if you do a sales job, right? And if you, you know, if your real estate agent sells the apartment or the house, that's like the outcome. Some people are really driven in that motivation, but if you are a for instance, you need to study something, you don't know when and what exactly will you cover in your investigation. That's a person-motivated process. So if you take an uh, outcome-driven person and have them do a process-driven job, it will be like a torture for them. So back to being an entrepreneur. So one thing about being an entrepreneur, you have to be motivated by all three of those elements. It's like, A, you have to Outcome driven because if you're not, the, nothing is work. You have to be process driven because, in um, in business and being an entrepreneur, the outcomes are always clear and there's not always a clear path to those outcomes. So, you have to enjoy the process. And if your business has anything to do with other humans, you have to be motivated by action. But this a piece of it. But then, other parts of um, being an entrepreneur is be able to create your own structure and listen you you need to fail a lot of enthusiasm you know a structural step what i found you know being an entrepreneur I make my own tool, to create my own i became my own boss so when you are an entrepreneur you have to be motivated by all three elements here because you got to be motivated by outcomes otherwise nothing will come together you got to be motivated by process because the the path to outcomes are not always clear and as entrepreneur you got to be ready your outcomes might be different than what you're expecting and you got to be if you have anything to do with people you got to be motivated by human connection So that's a great kind of a test for oneself. Can be your, and if you think some of these elements are missing, always find partners or people, or find other people that will complement you in the areas where you're motivated. So there are always way to. That's a lot of businesses started by partners because they bring different sides to the equation
0: yeah uh i've noticed uh when i've been interviewing uh we're probably close to 100 (laughs) entrepreneurs now that's been on the podcast um and i going through and all of them all have either their speciality that they're really good at and they have their partners that handle some of the other things for them and it's very true in the big businesses, they do have those partnerships. Like you you came from one of the major ones and you were a partner there and they started off as a partner. It's in their name. Uh, I'm not sure if we're allowed to say it, but we have that, the name, most of them are like two names together. Like Walmart was two people going together and that to build these amazing uh, businesses and brands. So I love how you're, you're teaching, like if you're an entrepreneur, you need to love all three, but also look for those partners.
1: But I think people, and I, I mean, I'm people that are current are in corporate job and feel a little bit stuck and exasperated and literally try a number of things uh, how to get out. They probably have some ideas of the that might be doing clarity, find the matter that you know, we reach certain groups uh we have abilities we have family we have kids and human dependence of special circumstances and the question is how can father mediocre how in the face of all these things, you can now willing up like to go and really
0: some uh misha where it seems to be cutting in and out again um maybe what i would suggest because this is happening maybe to uh remove the video your your cam and we'll just do uh audio from your end
1: okay is this better
0: much better yeah
1: don't i don't see. get any notes of unstable I don't have any notes of unstable connection or anything.
0: I, I don't know what it is, but uh, the, the the last bit you were saying, I got maybe a okay. third of the words. So I, I apologize. I'm not sure what's going on. With, it could be a streamyard. I know they. No worries. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you don't mind, just repeating what you last said.
1: Okay. Let's see. What did I say last? Uh, good thing f- if I remember.
0: I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Friends. Okay. I,
1: <laughs> okay got it so if you're one of these people that have a corporate career or maybe you are an entrepreneur but in some way you feel stuck and you experience that you're in some type of a status quo that you don't have answers you tried things they didn't work and the question is how to defy your career mediocrity and usually what it makes it even more complicated is when we have families, we have we have some other humans that depend on us. We could have some special life circumstances. We might not know exactly what's there to do and what would it take to defy career mediocrity. It takes certain type of courage and certain type of a willingness to say, no, I'm not going to tolerate that. I'm willing to look and explore until I find this meaningful and fulfilling career where I can make the type of difference that I know I can and should, that I will be a great example for my kids, how to live purposeful life. So that takes something.
0: Yeah, no, it does. It, and finding that, that little spark of happiness, that little spark of passion, and being able to translate it into something that can help not only yourself, but others and your family, uh, is so important um what was it like for you to do that jump from uh going from this major corporation where you had a title you were fully moving on and then you decided to uh, jump ship and start your own your own company?
1: You know, I remember this particular moment I was sitting in a conference room, in a meeting, like a real conference room before quarantine. Mm -hmm. Uh, It had walls and whiteboards and colored markers and other people in the same room with me without masks. Yes, those were the days, days. (laughs) the good old days. And, you know, we were discussing, and at that time I was with my company for 15 years. I was five years uh, as a partner. And I was more successful than, as an immigrant, I could ever imagine coming to the United States. But I was sitting there as a competent, unfulfilled professional. So that's somebody who is educated enough, good at what they do enough, successful enough, and not fulfilled in their career. And we were discussing the next service offering for our clients, that are majorly large banks and everybody was talking and people were saying things. And then I heard myself speak, rah, rah, rah. And as I was speaking, I heard my quiet voice and that quiet voice told me with much resolution, this is not aligned with who you are anymore. You're not going to do this work anymore. And that was a very scary moment for me because, you know, I'm a breadwinner in my family. I have three small children. I didn't have full clarity about what I would be doing. I didn't know that in six months I would develop the career method. I will start teaching. I will be on this podcast with you, Phil. I didn't know any of that. So for me, it was just very terrifying, but it was the moment of truth for me. So I think a lot of our these big leaps and big decisions start with these small, you know, quiet voice that that uh, that becomes a moment of truth for us.
0: Yeah, no, I, I remember uh, the quiet voice in my head uh, telling me that it was time to say goodbye to the nine to five and go off into the entrepreneurial world. And it was after a burnout. I, I burnt out last year in 2020, um, mm-hmm. and. It was then, during the burnout, that I decided, yeah, I I need to figure out how I can survive and live without uh, without a nine to five. And so, so slowly, you know, slow and steady, I I pieced cobbled stuff together, and only recently decided to take the full leap and survive just fully on my entrepreneurial uh, journey. But um, I love hearing how. It's, it's a similar story, The little voice to take that giant risk. Right. Um, so I, I would love to just answer a few because you, you gave some great answers to uh, the questions that I asked, the pre-interview questions. And uh, I want to know why you consider leaving your first job as your first failure. hmm i gave you that answer hmm. <laughs> yeah looking right here uh what would you consider your first failure leaving my first job now first of job. course you can always change it it's
1: never oh set my God. in stone. i have no idea what i i've definitely had something in mind <laughs> but now like what did i mean by first job and leaving it honestly phil I probably had a very smart answer for this, but I don't remember. I, I, it's like going blank. No worries. Okay. Give me the next one. We'll See let's whether it. I'll do that on my own answers. <laughs> Maybe we will. Um, so
0: we'll go into your first success. Um, I think this is probably a little easier to answer. You, you did write when you got a job with the title director.
1: Hmm. Now, oh, yeah. I remember that moment.
0: Why would you consider that your first success?
1: I I don't know whether it was the first one, but I remember that moment of, you know, that was me doing like two-year gigs, right? Where I thought two years, two years, two years. And there was, I guess we taught that the title that brings some types of a level of satisfaction. And I remember when they told me that the title was director. I don't know. That just felt so important. (laughs) Yeah, we, we, yeah,
0: we've grown up in life. So, well, at least I have that a title means you've made it. When you get the title, you've officially made it. Your life is set, and that. So I can see why you would consider getting the title of director, which is a huge, huge title to have. Um, I, I'm guessing you had it at a relatively young age.
1: You know, it was really was an illusion. You know, it was. It's. It's. It, it felt like a success. It was. But it's very interesting that it felt like somebody entrusting me something big and something that I was like oh my god they trusted me to do this and calling me a director that's what it was that's why it felt like a success
0: which is fair I would I would yeah cuz you are getting entrusted with some sort of authority when before you were answering to authority so I can see that being a uh, being a success Right Um now your career uh wait, give me a second here. The the career leap um package, the uh, the 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 guidebook, if you will, how long did it take you to actually get it kind of cemented down to where it is today?
1: Great. So I'm the type of person I am, you know, there are I'm the opposite of procrastinator. So, you know, everything is like, has it's good and bad. So my curse and my winning side is that when I have an idea, it just really, I just run so fast. So when I had my career leap idea, I developed a website in an hour. I posted uh, a post on Facebook and LinkedIn, and that's how I got my first three students. And frankly, my career leap method was developing since then, and then uh, I spent several months leading one-on-ones and group sessions, um, almost for free, you know, for some very normal fee, with an intention to continue developing method. And then, starting this year, I have full-blown three-month programs. They're fairly mature. They still, you know, I still tweak them and change them. I always. For look out what people need on every step of the way. So that always um, feeds my desire to improve and to add things. But right now, I would say my program for professionals is mature. I have dozens of people graduating from it. I have people producing great results. I have people, you know, getting, getting their advanced degrees. I have people starting, um, uh, their businesses. I have people creating new directions for themselves. So that's very exciting.
0: What was it like getting your first success, like seeing your first student reaching their success, not, not necessarily your own success, but seeing the, the work that you put into and having, being so believed in your, your system and then seeing someone go through it and getting the successes that they wanted?
1: It, it just really, you know, my career values are making a difference, clarity, and manifesting. So the values, and that's what I teach my students, are perpetual. You know, So I make a difference, but I would like them to make a difference, and I would like you to make a difference. I aspire for clarity and want, want my students to have clarity. I, like this um, business of mine, is my manifestation, but my ultimate manifestation is when my students manifesting their careers. So I remember... That time when one of my students, she was an architect and she came to me and she said, I'm done with architecture. It's impossible to be a woman in architectural field. I'm done. Let's find something else. And because we examined a lot of different facets of architecture and different aspects, she loved the program being back in love with architecture and she said that she found an aspect of architecture as a field that's so aligned with her values. And that's why she picked architecture in the first place. And then she was just happy that she was back in love uh, with her first love. That isn't that amazing.
0: That is that, that's an that, personally like that would have been for me the best testimonial finding helping someone who Re- reimagined, refound their passion for their their, their passion, refound their passion, pretty much.
1: Yeah,
0: oh, that must have been an amazing feeling, uh, having that, seeing someone fall back in love with their passion. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to having something like that happen with uh, helping people get their podcast and share their podcast with the world. Um, I want to go into uh, a little bit else. This uh, this is a bit more philosophical if you will um it's what are some of the less what is a lesson you would love to impart to my listeners if they could take away one thing from this whole interview about yeah taking doing the risks but also planning properly and finding out where you fall into the entrepreneurial world what would be a lesson you wish to impart on them
1: i would say the most important that's what i when i speak You know, if there is anything I want to leave people with, I want to move. I want them to move a little bit in their thinking. Because usually when I talk to people, they someplace stuck and someplace they tolerate their stuckness. So the advice that I give is you have to confront your career mediocrity. You need to look at its eyes. If things are not working, if you feel stuck and it's been some time, don't tolerate it. Truly look at the impact. Look at the impact on you. Look at what it costs you. Like it took me leaving my corporate career to see how what was happening to my soul literally, like it was like wrenched, you know. Like look at the impact. Look at the impact on your children. Our children don't learn from what we tell them, they learn from what we do. And your life is a blueprint for how they live their life. Look at their impact on them if you're not living your best life. Look at the impact on the world. You know, if you have something to do here and you have some gifts to give, if you have something to contribute, and if you're not doing that, there is an impact. Let's just look, like be honest with yourself. Look at the impact. Get terrified, get sad, get upset with that, but don't tolerate it and go look and find, and it will take something to find, to start something, to try something. It will take something, but hey, that's why we're here.
0: I love it. I, that's an amazing lesson. Don't don't just tolerate the sadness in your life or the unhappiness in your life because that's going right. to just transcend to your children and or anybody else you care for. So go to the next level, push yourself so that you can become happy to have the life you want and do the live the best, your live your best life. I love that. It's a great, great message. Um, Now I do have a a cool, wait, I messed up here. Uh, No, uh, I didn't mess up. I did a a learning possibility. Um, What are some of the, what is the best lesson you learned from a success? Mm. Either yourself or some of your students, maybe their successes taught you a lesson.
1: Well, all my successes ever told me is not to get too comfortable and arrogant because as soon as you got comfortable in your successes, I know I'll get a smack on the face very fast. So take all your successes, you know, celebrate them, but don't just think too much of them also, you know, acknowledge yourself and move on. Um, that That's my success is, okay, that's my learning is never get too comfortable with your success and never get too arrogant with your success and never think that just because you've been successful this time it's all handled for you for the future just celebrate it enjoy it and back to work
0: that's a great great message and it's it's one that's been uh, kind of Echoed through the other entrepreneurs that I've uh, uh, been asking this question to, or about some of the successes they have had or lessons they learned, they they all say is take the success, but then put it to the side and continue on because that success is sh- couldn't can be short lived, whereas your failures can set you back a lot more. Um. So I uh, I have a question that I always like to ask because I'm a voracious eater of books. I just love. Uh, gaining knowledge through reading and or listening to the uh, audible books of it what it would be a book apart from your own if you have one because your your book is obviously going to be uh, talked about but a book that you su- suggest that some people starting in the entrepreneurial world should start reading
1: so there is one book that i recommend and it's actually part of recommend list for my careerly program that i run um it's called the surrender experiment by michael Singer. So Michael wrote also The Untethered Soul, which is an amazing book that I also recommend. But The Surrender Experiment is his autobiography, is how he was a PhD student, and then he discovered the meditation, and all he wanted to do is really live in the woods and meditate. But he ended up a CEO of a multibillion-dollar company, and that journey of surrendering, of him listening, of what life wants of him is extraordinary, and he's my model on how to live life.
0: That's an interesting, well, that's the first time I've heard this. Uh, this. Uh, sorry. The sa- uh, sur- I am horrible at writing. The Surrounding Experiment?
1: The Surrender Experiment.
0: Surrender, sorry, hold on. Let me just rewrite that. That is definitely the first time I've heard that book being suggested. And I'm definitely going to pick it up because I love books that teach you while explaining someone's life pretty much. That's, that sounds like an amazing book. And it must have had a huge impact on you as it's one of your idols.
1: Yes, I, I think he really defined my um, kind of some of the principles in which I live my life.
0: Very, very interesting. Um, we're we're coming up to the end of the episode here. I'm going to jump off the screen, and I'm going to allow you to have the last five minutes here to let my audience know where they can find you, how they can get, get in contact with you, if they want to take that leap, uh, going from mediocrity to you know being better in their career or in their life. So, uh, Misha, the floor is yours.
1: Okay, so. Um... You can find much more about me at my website, MishaRubin.com. And if you are listening to this and you might think to yourself, I'm ready for my leap. I really can't wait any longer. I'm willing to defy and confront anything there is for me too. Then you can go directly to TheCareerLeap.com and you can read about my The Career Leap program. And if you are a student, a high school student or a college student, or maybe you are a parent of a student, and um, I think that's really the best time to start asking yourself important questions. You can go to thecareerleap.com and click for students, and you can read about my students program um, where I teach students to become empowered career explorers. That's how you can find me.
0: Awesome. Um, Misha, I want to thank you so much for being a guest today. Uh, you've shared so much amazing knowledge. I am definitely going to be jumping on your website to check out everything that's there, the fr- any free resources that you have. And also, I'm going to, the show notes will have all the links as well. Sorry. Uh, Misha, I, I can't thank you enough for being a guest.
1: Thank you. It's truly my pleasure. So I will also see your face (laughs) as we're saying goodbyes. (laughs) Hopefully the connection is good. Thank you, Phil. It's been truly my pleasure to be here and share about careers and what's possible in the world.
0: Thank you. And uh, my audience, always remember to invest in yourself. Hey, I want to thank you so much for listening to this awesome episode. Um, I do have a small favor to ask you. If you could go over to Apple Podcasts, if you're using Apple Podcasts, Go over and just leave us a five-star review just to let us know what you liked about the episodes, what you're liking about the season, and maybe some upcoming guests you'd love to see on the show. So again, just go over to Apple Podcasts, search Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, and then leave us a five-star review. It would mean so much to us. I thank you for listening, and we will see you in the next episode.